Poetic. 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 Process. Podcast. Welcome back to the Poetic Process Podcast. I am B the Poet, and this is where we introspect at what happenings and untangle what we call thoughts. Take a beat and enjoy some poetry with B. Today's poem. Hot Girl Summer is Cancelled. Hot Girl Summer is Cancelled, and that's that. Not because I have a man, not because he's holding me back. It's icky outside and it's always been. My social battery is useless and always lacking. It's 108 and I don't want to shake as my shorts chafe. There's no celebration and dehydration isn't great. I'm 29 now and I think I'm burnt out. You're just getting started, they say. You're hot. You're fit. Savor it. Shake your boobs and squeeze out your youth like fresh pressed juice. I rue the day that this is my peak, frolicking in the streets like sex, no city, endlessly. Pull my money into this capitalistic society, being a body on a bill, only to clock back in and whine about the short weekend. Looking forward to Homer at the pub, a rat on a wheel, getting fatter and fatter, not with weight but with laughter. Air, air, gas, gas, they blow up our ass. Mimosa mad, margarita that. What's with all this fake mass? Ma'am, 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 damn. Just cause you got a bottle on your hand, I'm not opening my mouth to feed your imagination. My head bent back for your ejaculation. It stinks in here. Hookah blowing out your ears. This is bullshit. I'm looking for more. Is it natural? Should I be this bored and disgruntled with this? world hot girl summer is can i would like to preface this episode by saying i wrote this poem on my iphone in the notes app at 3 p.m at work in the middle of full-blown pms i was in my daria bag and i will likely be outside next weekend (laughs) but i will say when my cycle goes through its ebbs and flows sometimes i get a little emo and that is okay and hot girl summer was not appeasing me It was 108 degrees outside and I live in Texas, the place that about two weeks ago was the hottest place on earth or something like that. We've had record high temperatures, humidity has been hitting, and it's just hot. I have not put a wig on in like a month. Let me me rephrase that. I only put my wigs on on the weekends. When I go to work, I have this new style where I'm doing little micro braids under my wigs so I can water my scalp and grease my scalp because the heat is just pummeling you like as soon as you walk outside it's like Mayweather is right there about to knock you out like it's up like you walk outside and it's like like you lose your breath Patrick Spongebob it's not giving when I'm at work I'm looking very very natural and that is okay Cause there's nobody there to impress but hot girl summer has become a phenomenon that i think millennials are just holding on to for dear life because we are transitioning into our 30s i am at least my friends are at least and that is not to say that hot girl summer is completely out of our scope but it makes me wonder sometimes i had a situation when i went out with my friend and there were a group of guys that came up to us and was trying to have hold a conversation basically not buying drinks not doing whatever that's a discussion for another day but i would say this is more so at the beginning of the summer 
they came into us one was having a conversation with my friend um blase blase so i was talking to his friend out of courtesy and coof and decorum i held a conversation with him and he was asking me about what i like in a guy i told him i was i was dealing with someone at the time i wasn't in a relationship but i was dealing with someone at the time and i was saying how i met him and it was very nice and calm tasteful tactful like everybody act like they had sense right so as i'm having a discussion with him he's asking me about what i like in a guy as i said earlier and he's talking to me about my friend and what's her type and if I think she would go for a guy like his friend, because she's talking to him currently, and I'm like, I don't know, that's, I'm sure she would, why not? If he's a nice guy, if he, you know, is nice, and, you know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want to be like, oh, if he got a bag, uh, 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 if he got a good job, if he ain't got no kids, you know, I didn't want to go there, but I was like, if he's nice, yeah. Pushing the hair behind my ear, saying these things, and... Blase, blase. They walk away. Fine. They are bitch hopping the whole night. Like one, they're over here with this group of girls, over here with this group of girls. I'm like watching them because this is what I do when I go out. People watch. I have a good time. Yeah. But then other people watch as well. But I'm just watching them move throughout the room, not buying any drinks. You don't have to drink. Maybe they didn't drink. Okay, fine. But I'm saying like, if you're holding a conversation with a woman in 2023 for longer than 15 minutes, mm mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Some girls, some city girls ain't going for that. And as I'm watching them hop around, we're still standing in the same place. And they're like lingering outside of the section. They're not in the section. They don't have the section, but they're just lingering outside of the section. And I hear a guy yell. He's like, 29, like 29. I'm like, what? In the world, you know how they say certain numbers um, display themselves in the world more often than others, like 11-11? Like, you yell out 29. Like, you're not yelling out 11-11. Like, it's not... Where are you getting 29 from? And I think. And I'm like, oh, my friend is 29. I am 29. And you're yelling 29 outside of the section. Like... It's an absurd, obscure, crazy number. And I'm like, I hope this nigga is not talking about her age. After you just held a whole conversation with her, groveling at her feet. Like, are you mad? And I'm like, I know this nigga didn't. Like, they act like they have coof and decorum. Maybe they did have some drinks before or some shots before they came in because that was... I'm pretty sure it was like, okay, let's just say it was 29. Like, damn, 29, she bad as fuck. Or it's like, damn, you 29, why the fuck is you outside? Because if I'm remembering correctly, they said they were like in their 23, 20, da, 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 visiting from Austin. I have no clue. But anyway, after that was said, my mind went on a spiral. Like, is 29 on the older side to be outside irrational <laughs> that thought is irrational isn't it because like what what do you mean i think it's like you're almost at the age of 30 and like 30 is like such a distinguished age of like career of maturity you've made it out of your 20s you are at the peak of adulthood like you're definitely adult at this point maybe out of grad school like you're definitely 
supposed to be this thing. Society says you're supposed to be this thing and I don't feel that way. I feel very much hot girl as sometimes. Sometimes I don't during PMS, but like, it's just like, what does that mean? What does all of this mean? What does hot girl summer in terms of age, in terms of feeling, and also in navigating new relationships? I recently started watching a show on Bravo, Summer House Martha's Vineyard, and I was thinking about a specific situation with Jasmine and Silas. Let me explain the cast and exactly what Summer House Martha's Vineyard is trying to portray on TV. You, I'm sure everybody listening to this has watched College Hill and Different World and the shows that depict college students. I would explain Martha's House, Summer Summer House, Martha's Vineyard. It's a long ass fucking title. Look, S-H-M-V. S-H-M-V? I would say Summer House is kind of like post-grad College Hill. So imagine you're out of college and you get back with your friends and you guys go to a summer house every summer to hang out like vacation style so in doing that jasmine curated a vacation with her and some of her college friends and her new husband to go on vacation to martha's vineyard not only are they taking part in culinary experiences they're having team building you know little fun engaged like friend things they're also like exploring Martha's Vineyards and their cultural aspects and how um, the African-American history that's there. Like it's a really nice show, but also it's talking about transitions in friendships, transitions in age when entering in relationships and what that looks like in being a hot girl. There was a specific there was a specific situation where Silas and the gang are in the living room and they're talking about what it looks like for Jasmine, his new wife, to be outside with her single friends. Jasmine's best friend um, of some odd years, they, I believe, lived together. She lived together with one of them and some of the other girls, they were also Playboy models together, very much outside, very much in the entertaining entertainment world and now jasmine is his new wife and she's trying to balance not only her friendships but also her new husband of six months and it's just a interesting thing to see displayed on television i don't think there's a lot of television shows that depict what it's like to a be in a relationship when you have single friends or a marriage when you have single friends or even kids like when you hit 30 there are transitions that your friends will go through that you may not be going through at the same time. And I am currently navigating that personally with my friends having kids, my friends getting married, um, friends doing life transition steps. Like this is the step in the period, this five year span for women specifically 30 to 35 is such a hot take like no Stephen A like what do you mean it's time to have kids what do you mean it's time to get married what do you mean it's time not to be a hot girl like I don't even know how to comprehend or navigate this space and who's to say that my friends do as well when you are in a friendship there's a certain understanding that you guys are doing life together 
a woman having a child, they're going through a bodily experience for nine months when you're partnered with someone as a friend. It's different if you're experiencing the same thing at the same time, I'm sure. It's kind of like if you're going to school together. Like, we can't even roll this back. Roll this all the way back. Like, when you're in high school and you go to college and then you have friends that decided to do trade or friends who decided to take the entrepreneurial segue, there's a difference in life values. Like, maybe the entrepreneurial is up till 5 a.m., working on said project but the school student has to be in bed at 8 p.m because they have a 7 a.m class or the person who's in trade is working on a project at what 8 a.m but the college student wants to go out and go to the party for homecoming like there's these transitions that we go throughout in life and in between 30 and 35, it's like another transitional step that we have to navigate with pregnancy, with deciding to be in committed relationships and or marriages with new partners on top of the friendships that you already have. So now you have to try to find a way to mesh and mold lives into one. And it's such a uncomfortable experience for you who may be going through it or for your friend who may be going through it as well and trying to hold on to that relationship, trying to hold on to that understanding that you are doing life together, but this step is different. In watching Summer House Martha's Vineyard, you really got to see it in real time. And it was a eye-opening experience for me. Yes, it's drama. Yes, it's reality television, but it's real life reality television is a depiction of real life and in doing more research for this I was just hearing things about friendships and what friendships look like people talk about love languages and understanding within relationships but I think it's a disservice to not have a full understanding of relationship types and we'll often say people come into your life for a reason or a season or people are like leaves, like there's these um, folk tales or what's the word? There's these colloquialisms. <laughs> you know what the hell I mean. These There's these things that people say when it comes to relationships, friendships specifically. But I came across an article talking about types of friendships and it's the three C's. There's the constituents there's the comrades and then there's the confidants and they say that the constituents are the ones who are here for what you are here for so they're like I won't say yes men but they're they're advocates for what you are advocating for at the time so in the context of hot girl summer a constituent would be one who is for going out so that's their thing they're the constituent friend they're like hey DTF, not down to fight, but down to fight, not down to fight either. Down for a good time, okay? Like, that's the constituent. The comrade is the one who's along there to fight with you. Now, I had a hard time trying to depict it in Hot Girl Summer, but I did recently start watching Sex in the City. What? You never really watched Sex in the City? No, I didn't. I think it came on HBO, and honey, I didn't have that growing up. 
and let alone my mom probably wouldn't let me watch it anyway. But I was watching Sex in the City and there was a specific episode, season one, episode two, where they talked about being single women in Manhattan in New York and how in social settings with married couples, the married women will def- will try to shoo away the single women. Like they don't want them holding conversation with their husband for longer than what, six minutes unmediated uninterjected they do not want that happening so they're like the enemy to the wife when said single woman gets into a relationship she's able to come into these spaces more readily unprovoked like without raising hairs on the back of the married woman's back or like sending off any alarms in their head like hey I gotta keep an eye out for Samantha and her boobs and her singledom because she's gonna try to steal my man Like, there's this defense mechanism in married women, according to this show, to articulate what comrade means in the, under the guise, under the umbrella of the three season relationships. I see the single hot girls as comrades in the world of friendship. And I'll link this article below if you want to read it, because I was thinking about it like, so... What kind of friends stick around for relationships? What kind of friends stick around for pregnancies in the 30s and the 35s or life changes, job changes, career trajectory, financial situation? What kind of friends are the comrades sticking around to fight for you, with you, through your turmoil, through your strife or your life transitions? Like, is the constituent the one who's down for the party are they going to stick around when you may not have the monetary means to go out that weekend are they going to be at house are they going to be at the house watching netflix with you are they going to be with you changing your tire is that the friend that's there for that type of situation so the last c is confidant they say the confidant is the one that you can confide in throughout all of these transitions and they'll still be there no matter what so the comrade is the one that will be down for the cause for whatever you have going on the constituent is down for what you are for hobbies parties or whatever but the confidant is the one that you can confide in all aspects of your life and it's okay they'll be around they're not here for the party they're not here for the fight but they're here for you in anything that you go through. And I definitely have worries like what my life will look like. Will I be thought of during my transitions as my friends make their transitions? Will I still be thought of in spaces they're navigating? And yeah, it's just a thought. And Jasmine definitely went through that on screen in real time, like tears, like arguments with her husband, arguments with her friends. And it was brutal. I implore you guys to definitely check out some of her house, Martha's Vineyard. If you have not seen it already, it's streaming on Bravo completely and also Peacock. I'm not getting paid for this, (laughs) but I definitely think you should watch it. So 
back to the conversation with Silas and Jasmine. He told Jasmine that she cannot go out with her friends and accept drinks from men. Accepting drinks from men is giving off the airs of you being available. And you should not do so as a married woman. This is what he said to her. He was called controlling. He was called crazy and all these other things. And I'm like, I don't necessarily think that's a crazy hot take. So I had a discussion with my partner about this specifically because, yes, we are embarking into hot girl summer. We might be mid hot girl summer at this point. It's July. And I'm like, hey, what do you feel about that? What do you feel about guys buying me drinks if I'm outside? He said... (laughs) He said, you can do whatever you want to do. Um, like if you're in a section and guys have bottles and you, they give a hand out shots, take shots, whatever. But like a guy across the bar that comes over and hands you a drink or comes over and asks to buy you a drink personally, that might not be the best thing to be doing. And I was like, hmm, okay. Like, I understand that. I can see where you're out with that like if I'm in a section it's me my homegirl is like talking to whomever and I'm just there and he has the bottle and we're all taking shots like it's a community aspect yes but even as a single person before I haven't met him if I am at a bar with a guy typically they don't walk up to you and be like hey let me get you a drink immediately like that happens Yes, but not all the time. I feel like they chit-chat with you a little bit, and then they be like, oh, let me get you a drink. Or they chit-chat with you a little bit, and it's like, hey, you got a man, da da And then they get you a drink. But they there's like this threshold of understanding, like, hey, you are available before purchasing your drink. Sometimes they might send you a drink from across the bar and then walk over. But even still, like, if I... If I was in a relationship or if I was speaking with someone, I don't even think I would accept it. If it was like a a non-consensual understanding that I am unavailable. Because I feel like that's kind of wrong. But, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that was the baseline for Hot Girl Summer is Cancelled. There's a lot of other things in here where I'm just like talking about the culture of being outside and how I feel like sometimes I'm just pouring money in a bottomless pit of dissatisfaction when you go outside like you're having brunch every weekend like you literally got eggs bacon sausage echo waffles in your freezer like why are we getting bottomless mimosas for $32 when you literally can get orange juice and Lebronska blue bottle <laughs> from Kroger's like I at a point, it's like, okay, if I spend $200 every weekend, what else can I be doing with this money? Like, that's a car payment. That's like two Apple stocks at this point. Like, I, it, it just gets a little bit uncomfortable. So the hot piece out of this poem where I go into ma'am, 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 damn, just because you have a bottle on your hand... I'm not opening my mouth to feed your imagination. Head bent back for your ejaculation. When he said that I could be in a section with other girls and we all taking shots as a camaraderie experience, like that's one thing. But how do we feel about driving the boat post-20s? 
I never really like driving a boat because I don't like to have my mouth just wide open, you know, outside. Like, I'm not just open. I don't know. Is there something about driving a boat? I don't like it. I feel nasty. <laughs> and listen, I would do it with my friends. Like, if I'm, like, on a boat, but, like, with strangers holding their sticky hands over your mouth, doing God knows what with it. Like, they'll have the bottle, and there's a stranger that will put their mouth on the bottle, put their mouth on the piece of the bottle that the bottle girls add to it, and then they come over and stick it right in your mouth. Like, what? That's mad. That is mad. Have you ever been in a section where the bottle girl comes out and she opens the bottle and she was like, hey, baby, you want to drive the boat? Or, hey, baby, here you go. Like, literally wants to put it in your mouth, not pour you a cup and hand you the shot. And then, like, when you're in the section, it's like the niggas will buy a bottle and then all the bitches, they'll let the bottle girl open the bottle. And then all the women, they're like, here. You draw the boat, draw the boat, draw the boat. Like, they'll point at you and be like, here, you take this shot in the mouth, no cup. Like, I'm a lady. I need a glass. Let's start there. Second of all, I don't know you. And what? Obviously, I'm not sitting in a section that I didn't pay for, disgruntled, stunk face. Like, I'm not driving a boat. I'd be like, no, let me get a cup. Like, I'll do something like that. Of course, I have class in divine femininity. I can handle it properly. But, like, in the back of my mind, I'd be like, yo, this action of driving a boat is feeding an image of somebody ejaculating on you. If you really think about it, that's the visual that they're getting in their mind, a bukkake scene. And I don't want to give that. Next caller. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, no. But yeah, you're blowing hookah out your ears. This is bullshit. Because you literally look like a bull blowing smoke out of your nose, blowing smoke out of your ears. Hookah is crazy. And yeah, it's just, it's just sometimes... Clubs, lounges, just give sticky, germy, nasty, icky. And maybe it's post-COVID, so my mind is, like, different. But the last time I went out, I went to this, like, I don't know what it was. I don't even know what the name of it. It didn't have a sign out. But I think it was somewhere in the design district. It was somewhere in the design district. And I got the worst, craziest cough after. There were no windows it was dark as fuck. I saw so many white tees. There was neon lights and there was just hookah smoke every fudging where it was just hookah everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Like there was no like ventilation in there. And I had the nastiest cough for like a week and a half. Like every time I go out, it's like whenever COVID was going around, People would come visit me in Texas because Texas was wide open. But I feel like the COVID that was here was not other places. Like when people come to Texas, I feel like, and you go out on the scene, like the, the population just moves so crazy. I feel like there's the common cold out here is worse. Like that shit lingers. Or maybe it just lingers in me because I'm 29. <laughs> I don't know. These are the experiences that made this poem come about at 3 p.m. at work during a PMS session, feeling like Daria and them emo. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Poetic Process Podcast. Please rate, 
five star and follow me at instagram at underscore poetic process as well i surely do appreciate it and i will see you guys next week bye the poetic process what <laughs> i said the poetic process podcast shit i can't get it out <laughs>